Section 64 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Olcott. Anansi the Spider-Man. Stories from the Gold Coast. These are stories about the Spider-Man, Anansi, which the African grandfather tells to the children of the Gold Coast. Come, comrades, listen to a tale. Once upon a time there was a man named Anansi. He was a cunning and deceitful creature who liked to get the better of his neighbors, but he was punished for his badness. Listen now to Why Spiders Live in Dark Corners. There was a time when Anansi was a very industrious farmer. One year, he and his wife and son planted a large farm with yams, maize, and beans. The crops flourished. When the harvest came, it was ten times greater than any Anansi had ever had before. And very well pleased he was, as you may believe, to have such a store of corn, beans, and yams for the winter. But the more he thought about all the nice vegetables, the less he wished to keep them for the winter. Now Anansi was greedy and bad-hearted, and did not like to share anything with anybody, not even his wife and son. So when he saw that the crops were quite ripe, he called his wife and son and said to them, we have worked hard raising out vegetables. They have repaid us well. Let us gather the harvest into our barn. So they gathered in the harvest. Then Anansi said, Now we three need a rest. Go home to the village and have a good time for three weeks while I am away on business. When I get back, we'll come to the farm and have a great feast. His wife and son thought this was a good plan and went to their house in the village. But the cunning Anansi did not go away on business. Oh, no! He stayed there on the farm and built himself a nice little thatched hut with everything to cook within it. Then each night he crept softly from the hut and fetched a great quantity of vegetables from the barn and feasted greedily all by himself. It happened in about two weeks that Anansi's son said to his mother, I will go and weed the farm and surprise father when he returns. So he went. But what was his wonder when he looked into the barn to see that half the rich harvest was gone? Robbers have been here, thought he. I must hurry and catch them before they steal everything. So he went back to the village and told the people, and they helped him make a rubber man, black, grinning, and very sticky. This they carried to the farm and set down in the middle of the field to frighten the robbers. Then some of the young men stayed with Anansi's son to watch in the barn. When it was quite dark, Anansi came out of his hut to fetch more food. As he was creeping through the field, he saw the figure of a strange man in front of him. 
At first he was very much frightened, but seeing that the man did not move, he went up to him. "'What do you want here?' said he, but there was no answer. "'What do you want here?' said he again, getting angry, but still no answer. So Anansi, in a rage, hit the man a blow on the cheek with his right hand, and his right hand stuck fast in the rubber. "'Let me go!' cried he, gnashing his teeth, "'or I'll hit you again!' And he hit the man a blow on the other cheek with his left hand, and his left hand stuck fast in the rubber. "'How dare you hold me!' cried he, foaming with rage. "'Let me go, or I'll kill you!' Then he put up his right foot to kick himself free, and his right foot stuck fast in the rubber. Then he kicked with his left foot, and pressed with both his knees against the man, and his left foot and his knees stuck fast in the rubber. So there Anansi had to hang helpless until daybreak. Then his son and the young men came out of the barn to catch the robber, and very much astonished they were, as you may well believe, to find that the evildoer was Anansi himself. After that, Anansi was so ashamed that he changed himself into a spider and hid away from sight in a dark corner of the ceiling. And ever since then, spiders have been found in dark places where people are not likely to see them. Why Spiders Live Under Stones This is another tale of Anansi, the greedy Spider-Man. Once there was a sore famine in the land. The villagers were thin and pale for lack of food. Only one family was fat and well. This was the household of Anansi's cousin Kofi. So Anansi was determined to find out how his cousin got food. Now it happened this way. One morning, when Kofi was hunting, he found a wonderful millstone. It ground flour of its own accord, heaps and heaps of rich yellow corn flour. Near it ran a stream of honey. Kofi was delighted. He sat down by the stone and made cakes and ate them and drank all the honey he wanted. Then he carried away enough flour and honey for his family. So this is why his wife and children were fat and well, while the other villagers were thin and hungry. Well, as I said, Anansi was determined to find out how Kofi got food, and he gave his cousin no peace until he told him about the stone and promised to show him the wonderful spot where it was. Kofi said that he would take him there the next day. So in the morning, about the time when women begin the day's work, they both set off for the forest, and as soon as Anansi saw the stone, he cried out in a loud voice, Ho, ho! Here is plenty of food for me. I need never go hungry again. Hush, said his cousin. You must not shout here. It is a magic spot. 
Sit down quietly and eat your fill. So they sat down. But when they had eaten all they wanted and had drunk enough honey, Anansi shouted again, Ha ha! Now I'll take the stone with me. And in spite of all that Kofi could say, he lifted the stone onto the top of his head and went staggering through the forest toward the village. But as he went, the stone cried out, Spider, spider, put me down. The pig came, ate enough, and left me. The antelope came, ate enough, and left me. Kofi came, ate enough, and left me. Greedy spider, put me down. But Anansi only laughed scornfully and went staggering along and would not put the stone down. Then the stone began to grind and grind the top of Anansi's head. He tried to throw it onto the grass, but it stuck fast to him and went on grinding. It ground and it ground and it ground around and around until at last Anansi was ground into a thousand little pieces lying in the grass under the stone. That is why today, whenever one lifts up a big stone, one finds so many small spiders under it. End of section 64. Recording by S. E. Ross, Bernie, Texas.